Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Four Pillars of Health with Kevin Davis. Uh, today we are going to talk about the dreaded word sugar. Uh, sugar is all around us. It's on every uh, corner uh, at convenience stores, grocery stores, ball games, uh, family get-togethers, church functions. Sugar is everywhere and is causing a major problem within our health uh, system. And uh, the amount of money that is spent on treating sugar-related uh, uh, problems is astronomical. But what we're going to talk about today is some of the things uh, that can help uh, you uh, fight this sugar addiction. We're going to give you some signs of uh, what it is to be sugar addicted. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, things that are associated uh, with taking in an excess amount of sugar as far as our health. And then we're going to give you some pointers as far as like, how can you detox and get off sugar? And uh, one thing that we're going to do uh, for uh, the people who follow this is we're going to do a five-day uh, sugar detox challenge. So if you're interested in joining us uh, click the link and uh, we'll get you set up uh, we'll get you some emails uh, we're going to have a couple of uh, video or uh, zoom calls uh, to answer questions and just to encourage you so that you can get uh, healthier by getting off sugar now the one thing with sugar and this is surprising to a lot of people and surprising to a lot of my patients and my clients is the amount of sugar that we take in you know, uh, typically, it's not unusual for me to go through someone's food log and see that they're taking 100, 200, 300 grams of sugar per day. And you may be thinking, well, that sounds, uh, that sounds okay. How much should we take? Well, it's going to be surprising probably to you. You're going to see uh, uh, that for men, uh, you're going to have uh, a recommended less than 35 grams of sugar per day. Women is less than 25 and kids less than 12 grams of sugar per day. Now, just to kind of give you an idea how much sugar is in our system, a regular 12-ounce uh, can of uh, pop, uh, I say pop, you say Coke, you say Pepsi, whatever it may be, but average, it's around 40 grams of sugar per day. That's 40 grams. That's more than what anybody should have. You know, if your kids are drinking, um, a, you know, a couple cans of soda a day, you can see the detrimental effects it's going to have on their health as they get older. And I think that's one reason why we're having a lot of health issues in, uh, in the United States. Uh, so what we want to do is uh, get that down. We want to get it down to a reasonable amount. Uh, you know, you can't really go zero sugar. I eat very little sugar, but I still take in 10, 15 grams of sugar per day because it's in our foods as well. But what we want to eliminate is the sugar that is uh, kind of like the bad sugar, the high fructose corn syrup, uh, those type of sugars uh, that uh, are causing the uh, problems in our health system. So, you may be thinking, well, I'm not sugar addicted. Well, let me ask you if you have any of these signs of uh, sugar addiction. Uh, are you hangry? And what I mean by that is when, when you get hungry, do you get angry? Uh, do you get uh, frustrated? Do you get short with people? If you've missed a meal, uh, how do you feel? A lot of people who've missed a meal, uh, they think it's it's the end of the world. Uh, you know, if you're metabolically flexible, uh, which I think I am, you know, I can miss a, a meal or even two meals and I'm okay. So one of the signs of being sugar addicted, is just like if you're addicted to anything else, you go without it for a certain amount of time, what's going to happen is your body's going to crave it and you start behaving in a different way. So be honest with yourself. Are you hangry? 
Is that a sign for you to be uh, sugar addicted? Another thing is your weight. Obviously, I think that's pretty obvious to a lot of people. Uh, but if you have a lot of, especially central obesity, you know, you may be sugar addicted. You may be taking in too much sugar and it's being stored where it should not be stored. Um, number three, uh, if you have rashes, if you have acne, you know, those can be signs of uh, sugar addiction too. You're taking too much sugar in. It's surprisingly how many times I've had uh, patients come in they come in with acne. Uh, they come with these skin rashes, eczema. Uh, we go gluten-free. We go dairy-free. And then we try to get them off sugar. And it and it goes away. They don't have to take anything. Now, surprisingly, some people are so addicted to sugar, they, have, they go back to eating that and want the creams and things like that to treat it. Number four, if you have high blood pressure. You know, a lot of people don't associate uh, sugar with uh, high blood pressure, but the inflammation that sugar can cause can make an elevated uh, blood pressure. So, you know, getting rid of sugar may help reduce your blood pressure. Uh, and then infections. If you have a lot of frequent infections, uh, that could be a sign of you're taking in too much sugar and you're addicted uh, to sugar. So, you may resonate with one, you may resonate with all. But the thing about it is, is if we, even if you don't have any of these symptoms, uh, you still are going to suffer some consequences from taking in too much sugar. So I really recommend that you you track your sugar, see how much you're taking in, and get a real-time uh, number as far as the grams you're taking in on an average weekly basis. So why is sugar bad? How does it affect us? Well, one thing is weight gain. I mentioned that before. A lot of it has to do with your insulin. Insulin is your fat storage hormone, meaning that if your insulin level goes up, your fat storage goes up. And what happens when you take sugar in? Your insulin level goes up. So it's our physiology. You can't get away from that. Uh, number two, diabetes. It's an elevated blood sugar problem. So just think about this. If you have diabetes, the the trouble with diabetes is taking too much sugar, which, you know, a lot of times it's simple carbs and things like that. So if diabetes is, is a sugar problem, if too much sugar, what would you think the obvious choice of treatment would be? And that would be to take away the sugar. You take away the sugar, it helps with your diabetes and can reverse your diabetes. Uh, number five, fatty, non-alcoholic liver disease. This is becoming so uh, prevalent. I see it in kids young as teen years old. We talked about how much pop is drank uh, by kids these days. So uh, what do you think? What do you think may, maybe uh, fatty liver is not that bad? Well, it's becoming the leading cause of liver transplants. Uh, used to, uh, you know, 40 years ago, if you had uh, fatty liver, it was usually because you're an alcoholic because we didn't have the sugar that we have today. So it's important that we, we understand that, you know, uh, this excess sugar can cause uh, many, many symptoms. Uh, number four, sleep disturbances. Uh, a lot of times when you eat a lot of sugar, uh, think about, you know, Thanksgiving meal. What do you want to do after you eat you know, a bunch of uh, potatoes and breads and all that kind of stuff? Dessert. You want to crash. You go on the couch. You're tired. So if you're tired then and you're taking rest, how is that going to affect your sleep at night? It's going to make it irregular. I have a lot of people who have uh, sugar spikes uh, at nighttime and their uh, cortisol goes up. And sometimes their sugar goes down and their cortisol goes up. So you can have these problems and it's going to uh, people, it's going to cause people to wake up. Typically, I have people waking up at you know, three o'clock. A lot of times it's because they ate it at so nine or 10 o'clock. And that's the way your body is working. It's processing, processing that for, uh, uh, food that you eat 
you eat light at nighttime. Uh, number five, anxiety. Anxiety is becoming really, there's some, there's some studies out uh, from north, uh, somewhere up north uh, east in the United States, came from every the university, uh, but they've shown how uh, um, food, uh, especially sugar, can affect anxiety. So, you know, if you have anxiety, a lot of times if you can control that, that up and down sugar, it can, a lot, a lot of times it can really help your symptoms. The other thing is a lot of anxiety type medicines can actually make your sugar go up. So you want to be careful what kind of medicine that you're taking. Number six, gout. Uh, gout is something that we think about joint disease. A lot of times we think about eating too much meat, but also the fructose, uh, is a, uh, that's a sign of eating, having too much fructose. Now, fructose is half the sugar uh, in uh, really regular uh, table sugar. So in table sugar, you got half glucose, you have half fructose. And the fructose is usually causing the problem with the uric acid. So I do a lot of uh, testing for uric acid on almost everybody just to see if they have underlying metabolic disorders associated with fructose. Uh, seven, headaches. You know, headaches uh, usually are from inflammation. They can be from other reasons as well. Uh, but inflammation can be a result of taking in too much sugar. Uh, number eight, uh, joint pains. There's something called advanced glycation in products. If you think about this, if you have joint pains, maybe you're taking in too much sugar. Because what happens is that excess sugar, let's say you're a diabetic and uh, your blood sugar is high. You take some medication, your blood sugar goes down. Where do you think that sugar goes? Unless it's some of the newer medicines that's out uh, that makes you urinate sugar, that, that sugar is deposited somewhere in your body. And a lot of times the joints and tendons uh, get these deposited sugar and they can cause inflammation. And that's what causes uh, some of the joint pains. And number nine, aging. Uh, what happens when you take excessive amount of sugar is you have what we call telomeres that are shortening. Now, uh, telomeres are a sign of aging. We want longer telomeres, and the shorter they are, the quicker that we age. So these are some of the reasons why we really want to uh, limit amount of sugar that you, that you take in. So Let's say that you, you identify you're hangry, you've got diabetes, you got high blood pressure, maybe you have some rashes, some eczema, what can you do about it? Well, you need to get off sugar. So I'm gonna talk about simple uh, tips for detoxing uh, for sugar. Number one, the first thing I want you to think about is, I want you to think about the things you can eat, not the things you can't eat. It becomes a mindset issue. So if all you're thinking about is I can't eat sugar, I can't have candy bar, I can't have a pop, instead of think about the things you can have. You can't have any kind of meat, you can have vegetables. You can have some fruit at this time as well too. Uh, so concentrate on the things you can eat, not on, uh, on things you can't. And number two, uh, during this time when you're trying to detox sugar, don't worry about losing weight. That will come. You get off sugar, you're going to lose weight. So don't worry about how much you're eating and things like that. You can't chase two goals at one time. You know, you can't try to get off sugar and you can't try to lose weight at the same time. Just concentrate right now, getting rid of the addiction, uh, and then the weight issue will come later on. Uh, it's a process. Put first things first. And uh, number three, when you are going to quit, uh, <clears throat> when you are going to quit, how many days are you? Is it going to take you to quit? Go ahead and set it in your mind. Uh, you know, if you're going to quit in five days, say in five days, I'm, I'm getting off sugar. 
It may be uh, two weeks. It may be a month. Uh, I wouldn't go more than that, of course. I'd try to do it in a short amount of time. Just like if you're trying to get off alcohol, you need to, or you know, drugs or smoking or whatever it may be, you need to get off. But set a time. Set a time. I'm going to be off sugar at this amount of time. Uh, number uh, four, clean your cupboards out. Uh, you need to get rid of the temptations. You know, it's just like if you were trying to quit smoking, you wouldn't leave packs of cigarettes sitting around everywhere. You want to get rid of the temptations. Uh, number five, eat whole foods. You know, when you eat whole foods, you're going to get the nutrients that you get that you need. And when you have the nutrients, you're going to have uh, less chances of breaking over because your nutrients uh, that your body needs is, is going to be met. Number six, avoid artificial sweeteners. Uh, this is just a trap. Uh, sometimes we use this as a bridge to get from one to the other, but one place to the other. But we really need to concentrate on trying to eliminate the amount of uh, artificial sweeteners that we hit. Number seven, recruit others to help you. You know, community is, is key. It's going to help you get to where you want to go. Uh, so when those times when you feel like quitting um, or you feel like, you know, going back to the ways you used to, if you're in a group setting, you're going to get more uh, out of it. Number eight, don't quit if you have a setback. So let's say you're trying to do a detox. You're in it for five days. You're doing well. So then suddenly you eat a candy bar. You drink a pop. Don't quit. Just restart. You know, you you don't have to go all the way back to the beginning. Uh, you, you've come a long way. Just get back on the on the bike. Keep going. And number seven, or number nine, I'm sorry, uh, add electrolytes. Now, I'm going to, um, I've tried to, uh, a link something that we use here as far as the, the electrolytes that we use, but make sure you're getting enough fluids and electrolytes into your system. So those are some simple, simple tips that you can get started uh, to get off of sugar. Now, the one thing that we talked about at the beginning, we're going to have a detox uh, here, and uh, hopefully you're listening to this uh, as it comes out. Uh, if not, we may be doing this later on, or if you need help uh, after the fact, after we've done this challenge, uh, and just reach out to us and we'll see what we can do to help you. But if you are interested in getting off sugar and you want to have a community, like I said, it's important to have a community and you want to be able to, uh, uh, you know, walk with other people during this time, you know, sign up um, and uh, we will get you uh, on the list. Uh, you'll get some emails from me and um, hopefully we'll have some uh, Zoom calls so you can ask questions in case you need uh, something at that time. But uh you know, just think about with sugar is it's something that is detrimental to your health. Uh, it's kind of like a, uh, a, a process of, of months and years of uh, destroying your body from the inside out. So getting off sugar, you're going to feel better. You're going to have more energy. And uh, I think that you'll be able to avoid a lot of the long-term complications uh, that come with excessive sugar. All right, so let's talk about our catechisms today. Um Today we're going to talk about what is the first commandment. And the first commandment is, you shall have no other God before me. So when we talk about God, uh, you know, a lot of times we want to just think of this uh, magical person. It's not. It's a real person. It's there. And, um, you know, Jesus Christ is at the uh, uh, right hand of the Father right now. And we need to have him as the first and foremost authority, uh, not our spouse, not ourselves, not what we think, not our government, no nothing. It is, it was, we need to have no God uh, before him. And sometimes we put other things in front of him. We put our kids in front of him. We put, you know, our spouses, we put our job, we put, you know, our finances. So it's important that we have no other God 
before him. We trust and obey him, and he will direct our paths. He will lead the way that we need to go. So uh, remember to join our uh, detox uh, from sugar uh, challenge. Uh, we look forward to meeting you there. Uh, if you have any questions, of course, reach out. Otherwise, uh, we'll see you guys next week. This podcast is for informational purposes only. No patient-provider relationship is implied or established. This podcast in no way represents the practice of medicine. The information given is to be used at the listener's own risk. Please consult your provider before making any changes, as the contents of this podcast is no substitution for your provider's instruction.